Hey everybody, uh, Phil Shields here, and I am joined by my friend Kelly Thomas. Hey guys. And we are trying something new. We are wanting to um, get you some information and helps in leadership because the two of us are so thankful for you leading in men's, women's, and life groups. And uh, so we're gonna have a conversation over several topics. And uh, today, uh, Kelly and I are going to be looking at the subject of self-awareness uh, as we get into things. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing really well. It's good to be in the building and doing a little bit of work on site today. Kind Absolutely. How about you? Absolutely doing well. Good to be back here. So Kelly, we're gonna start uh, on self-awareness. You and I have been talking about a lot of different subjects, but this is one that uh, you kind of thought through and came up with and something I ended up teaching on uh, about a year ago. And uh, so why don't you just share a little bit why you think this is important and then we can uh, jump into some of this. Well. Yeah, you're right, Phil. I remember the time you spoke on this at a leadership community, um, whenever that was, year, year and a half ago, and I thought it was so good. And as you and I have been talking all through this pandemic and quarantine about our leaders and the hardship that a pandemic puts on them, and some mm -hmm. things are so much harder and so everything is so different, um, I really was thinking that the unique opportunity that a pandemic has given, yeah. instead of all the challenges, think about the opportunity and the opportunity is to press into some of those things um, that we tend to put to the side because we're so busy. Um, not that everybody Absolutely. has all the free time in the world right now, but I do think we can be intentional and remembering your talk you had said something about the main point of leadership actually isn't even the task yeah. of the role or the responsibility of the role, but the relationships that are involved. Yeah. And it that's why I thought discussing this would make so much sense and I think be really helpful for leaders at this time, mm -hmm. um, not only in a pandemic, but in what is typically a rest and a pause in the ministry season as well, you know, heading into the latter part of summer. Absolutely. So that's what I was thinking. That's great. Well, let's jump in. Okay. Uh, so in your talk, yeah. and I'll just go straight back to that. In your talk, you had said the thing that I just talked about, um, that leadership is about relationships. So can you explain that a little bit more for those of us who maybe didn't hear that first teaching? Yeah. You know, I think often we look at um, leadership, um, the way that the world looks at leadership is uh, thinking of authority and task and trying to just accomplish some event or, um, you know, some project and when we look at it as just that, we really don't get the best out of um, the, the people. We don't get the best out of ourselves. And really, the whatever we're trying to accomplish doesn't end up being the best um, because relationships are so key. Um, it's those things that 
um, if we start thinking about how to be healthy with the people that we lead, we end up experiencing a more full life and a more uh, really just a fuller aspect, whether it comes to our work or to the groups that we lead. And so I think, you know, leadership and um, or being over people is what we might see say it really needs to be about relationships and getting to know the people that you are with and then pursuing whatever is ahead in life that way uh, because relationships really make everything tick right right so in a relationship the two vital components are the two people that are in a relationship yeah so i think that that makes a lot of sense to me then i would ask you just Mm -hmm. for clarity's sake yeah to tell us exactly what you mean by self-awareness. And and then we'll kind of move into how that impacts the relationship. Yeah, so all of us need to spend some time um, understanding who we are. And we have been, I know that we've been thinking, okay, we've been given this curse of the coronavirus, but this is like an amazing time for us to really dig into who am I, and who am I becoming? And so when I look at self-awareness, I think it's having a really truthful view of your strengths, of your weaknesses, of um, your beliefs, your motivations, um, even the things that um, maybe set you off. Why do those things set you off so so easily? Um, and so really having that truthful looking in the mirror saying this is exactly who i am because often we want to lie to ourselves and we want to try to make ourselves look better than we actually are and um and we need to understand who we are in that moment and how we are wired and so that's what i think self-awareness is okay so i wasn't going to do this before but you just (laughs) Eat it up. I have to take a swing at it. Okay. When you taught on this, you quoted a stat, and I really know that we talked about not making this um, mm-hmm. about things like this, but it was such a good stat. Mm-hmm. And um, why don't you tell us what you learned in your research about yeah. how people view themselves and how they are in reality? Yeah. So this came uh, from a TED talk uh, that I was looking at, and they found that. Um, of people think that they are self-aware. So 95% of us out there think that we know who we are. But what they found is that the real number of people that are self-aware are 10 to 15% of the population. It's like so scary because at first I'm feeling really, really good and confident with the 95% number. But then that leaves a gap of 85% of the people are not completely aware of my degree of health, how I come across, how I'm reacting, what the look on my face is, like all of those kinds of things where it's kind of scary, Phil. Yeah. And it's, it's where we end up lying to ourselves to make us feel better instead of really becoming the person that we are called to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's like (laughs) so good. Um, Okay. So then I want to link self-awareness, which I also think is just being aware of how healthy I am in all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can be 
unhealthy, I could be very healthy, or I could be somewhere moderately unhealthy or moderately healthy in mm -hmm. my personality, my reactions, my um, responses, my thinking, you know, all those things. So connect self-awareness to my impact, its impact on my leadership. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important for a leader to not be in the 85%? Yeah. So when, one, because we're always dealing with people. Mm -hmm. And so if we're always dealing with people, there's always going to be these things that um, come in and we don't know, um, you know, what the unexpected things that are going to be taking place, whether it's in a project or just in a group that we lead. And so I think there's really some things that if we are aware of our strengths and weaknesses, it then um, that's a, a reflection to the people that we lead. And it also then can help others understand what their strengths and weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. um, so if we're honest with ourselves, that's where um, that comes into play. It also helps us navigate communication. So you even said just a minute ago about um, not knowing how we come across. Mm -hmm. Well, if you aren't self-aware, you're not going to know how your tone, how your facial expressions, mm -hmm. um, you know, just your bodily movement, all of that. You don't know how that is going to come across to mm -hmm. people. And so you have to be aware for that. Um, and then self-awareness really goes into creating the best positive environments that you can have with others. If if you're self-aware, you're going to be able to create the environment that your group needs um, for that time that you're in. Uh, and then lastly, I think if we're self-aware and we are asking ourselves, who am I? It then makes sure that we're seeing ourselves through the lens of Jesus. And then we can see others through the lens of Christ as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, as I'm listening to you, one of my thoughts is being open to the work of the Holy Spirit in me. Mm -hmm. And I just think if I'm not aware that he is trying to transform me, continuing to transform me yeah. and take me from where I was yesterday or mm -hmm. last week or last year or the last decade and continue to grow me and transform me more and more into the image of Christ, then I'm going to be impacting the people around me differently. And if I'm impacting the people around me differently, I'm either helping or hurting. I feel like I know that yeah. sounds so simple, Yeah. but as a leader, I want to be the kind of leader that is helping mm -hmm. and not unintentionally hurting because mm -hmm. I don't think we intentionally hurt, mm -hmm. but unintentionally I can be detracting from the work that God is doing in that group or mm -hmm. on that team yeah. um, or in this dynamic. So it is so important. So good. Yeah. Um, and it's not like this like self-improvement thing. Right. It really is about the work that God is doing in us, yeah. which then frees us up to allow God to work through us more freely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, think it, it's important. You know, the, I would say the self-aware person is also going to have friends that are going to speak into their lives. 
And so, um, and they're going to ask the question. So I think of just the relationship you and I have. Mm -hmm. Our offices are next to each other. We live in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Our spouses, we all, uh, you know, laugh together, enjoy right. uh, time together. But I, I know that throughout the week, you and I will walk into each other's office and just say, hey, how did I come across with that? Mm -hmm. This is what I was trying to do. Do that. Did that come across that way? Mm -hmm. And having self, not that we are perfect, obviously, what? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think it's important for us to, to look at that and say the self-aware person is going to ask the questions um, to become uh, really the person that we are supposed to be, the leading that we're supposed yeah. to do. So that makes me think of, you know, to pursue self-awareness means that you set aside the, your mm. pride you set aside your fear yeah. because like you said we would invite some degree of feedback yeah. and that leads me to um my last or next yeah. to last question i think yeah. is i wanted to ask you to go back to at least a couple of the suggestions that you had mm -hmm. in that first talk because the first one was about getting yeah. a form of feedback would yeah. you talk about that a little yeah bit? So I think, um, think about uh, when uh, you go uh, and I think of uh, my wife going to buy a dress and she might go into a dressing room that has the 360 degree mirror. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think we need to provide space where we can... Um, put that 360 degree mirror around our life and around our, our personality and who we are and start to ask the, you know, these questions of how do we come across? What is it that I'm actually trying to become? Who am I trying to become? Mm -hmm. And how can I um, really foster um, this culture of feedback around my life? And so putting yourself in there and that's not always comfortable. No, I mean, trust you me, you just described a dressing room <laughs> right. mirror. No woman on the planet finds that comfortable. Right. And it's, but it's one of those things you have that, that aspect of um, feeling the, where you're kind of judging yourself mm -hmm. on certain things. But then when you find the right dress, mm -hmm. the excitement that comes with that, of like, Oh, I love this. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the process of self-awareness. So that 360 degree mirror of asking and thinking and receiving feedback. I think the other aspect is just thinking about creating space for reflection and thinking back over time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the, I love sports and one of the uh, athletes that just constantly reflected was Peyton Manning. He would watch game film after game film after game film, mm -hmm. watching all of his movements, everything that was taking place. And it's a time of reflection. And we need to create that space. And I would say that right now, uh, we have been handed space for reflection. Uh, it's not that we wanted it, mm -hmm. but we've been given it. And so how do we capitalize on that um, in this time? So how can you implement a space for reflection? And I think is for those that are listening, um, this might only be five minutes for you moms. I mean, it's like, okay, the kids are running around. You lock yourself in the bathroom or a closet and just take some time and breathe some time of reflection. Um, it's, you know, 
if you're somebody that's in the marketplace, it's making sure that you just create some space uh, in your life to reflect on, on where you're at. And then I think the last thing is just making a statement um, of what are the things that you struggle with? Like, and even writing it out, I struggle with X. Um, and then um, on top of that saying, I want to go to this place. I don't want to struggle with this. And so it's just being honest and declaring and making those statements in our life um, to, to gain ground um, in self-awareness. So I thought of your um, word picture of the 360 mm -hmm. degree mirror. I think what is so beautiful about that and one of the things that carries over to leadership is that when we would ask somebody to give us that feedback for 360, what we're really doing is asking people to help us see what we can't see yeah. naturally. You know, and I yeah. think about those mirrors, they show us the things that I literally would not be able to see yeah. if the mirror wasn't there. And when right. we're inviting feedback, if we really do help that other person, whether it's somebody who's in our group or our co-leader or our coach or whoever it is, we're asking them mm -hmm. and convincing them that we want to hear yeah. this thing that might be hard to hear to some degree, Yeah. but yet without it, I can't make any changes. Right. Um, so I love that. It allows us to see what we can't see and do something about something we would not, not normally do anything about Yeah. if we didn't know. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I've been saying a little bit lately is I, I only know what I know. Yeah. I need to hear the feedback and input from others because my perspective is so um, narrow yeah. Even if I feel like it's very broad and and I think that's also not to go down a rabbit hole, but that's a lot of what's going on in our world today. Yeah. Is yeah. realizing we only know what we know. Right. And we want to be learning from other people. And then this creating time and space to mm. reflect is not just to like wallow in something, but I love that you said it's for the purpose of looking back on what has been to help us be intentional about what we want to choose as yeah. we move forward. I love that. And then the second thing is for me, Phil, I mean, I could not tell you strongly enough how much that the beginning of the pandemic, I thought, oh, I'm at home, I'm in my house, I'm an empty nester, so I should be able to get all these things done. Yeah. And without a plan, I. I promise you, like none of it got done because those are the things that don't happen naturally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You use the word drift. And I feel like yeah. that's what we as human beings do. We drift so quickly oh, and so, so quickly. easily. So I, um, Kelly, you and I get the, I mean, honor and privilege to be with all of these leaders. Um, let me ask you, just putting you on the spot here. Um, what would you encourage them to do this week? This week, I would encourage you to find um, a block of time. Like you said, Phil, I feel like five minutes might be a little short for this um, because I hate to see somebody um, set themselves up for not getting anything mm -hmm. out of it. But I would encourage people to set aside somewhere between five and 15 minutes yeah. and get themselves alone, alone with God, 
and listen. Mm. Listen, because it feels like both of these things involve a whole lot of listening. And listen to the Lord. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about what might be next for you. Because I'm a firm believer that leadership you got to lead yourself before you can lead anyone else. Amen. And I also think that whatever you would advise somebody else to do, really put it through that filter first of, am I doing that to the degree in which the Lord would have me do it? So I just think listening to this, go find a little bit of time and literally ask the Lord, what would you have me do with this? That's great. And stay there long enough to hear him speak back to you because he will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? What would you say? You know, I think it's just um, putting something down on your calendar or, you know, a notification to take that time. I think um, I'm with you that the plan, um, you have to create that plan. And I think saying, I am going to give this space and and I'm going to take it and do it this week. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because hardly anything good happens by accident. Right. (laughs) Anyway, well, that's uh, that's this week. And just want to thank you leaders for all that you're doing. Hope you find this helpful. We are thankful for you. And uh, we look forward to continuing to do ministry with you uh, in the coming weeks. So thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.